This is Kate reporting for Fresh Air Radio. I'm here with Keith. Yes. Would you be able to give a bit of background on what your role is here at Wide Days? Um, I'm actually just up here moderating a panel. Uh, and which panel was that? It was a panel about the cost of music. How much does it cost to make a record, basically? And it's trying to just make people understand why record companies and artists actually need to be paid for making their music. When you look at what it actually costs to make a record, you can kind of begin to understand. Yes, because you were very um, objective to objected to people handing out their records for free. Yeah, what I, what I objected to was the what's happened over the last 10 years where people have been told, oh, your music's free, nobody will buy music anymore, so you have to give your music away if you want to be successful with yeah. it. And I think, I think that's untrue. I think it's unfair, on, especially on a lot of, of starting out artists who have kind of read that and think, that's, oh, that's the way you get somewhere. You know, if you see the CDs that get given away free, you will find them lying on the floor and you'll find them you know, just dropped under a seat or in the bin or whatever. And how fair is that to somebody who's put their creativity and effort into it? Yeah, not fair at all. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you want to do something with your music, you know, at least get an exchange for it. If somebody's taking a record, ask if they want to be on your mailing list and get a you know, valid email address you know, just so that you can actually build up a database of contacts so you can send them more stuff. You know, um, there's got to be at least a transaction. Yeah. So, is there any other advice that you can give for kind of starting out artists who don't want to give their music away but still uh, need to make that transaction? Yeah. If if you are gigging, sell your record. Even if it's only for fifty p, right? Sell it because then people will value it. People value what they buy. They don't necessarily value things that's given away. And also, the other thing about selling your music is it's a really good market research vehicle. If you're gigging and you're selling your CD, your single for you know, 50p or 30p or any money, you will know when you're getting better because you actually sell more CDs. Otherwise, you have no gauge. If you're just giving your music away, you actually don't know that there is no interaction here to tell you whether actually you're improving. Yeah, that is really great advice. Um... So we've also, it's kind of hard to deny that a lot of the people at this convention today were white men. Yeah. Uh, do you, what are your ideas about how the industry can diversify? <sighs> well, yeah. This is the question well, we're, we're putting to all of the panelists Okay, no, no, fair enough. Well, well, first of all, starting in Scotland, yeah. right, I was at Dundee University, right? When I was at Dundee University, I think there were about five black people, right? And one of them was my brother. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you can't deny that Scotland is mainly a white country. Yeah. So, the, so the white part is, you know, uh, in terms of there being men as opposed to women, there is no doubt that the music business at the upper levels, you know, really has quite a lot to learn in terms of equality of opportunity, you know, and... You know, it is being addressed a bit too slowly for my liking, but it is being addressed. In terms of the music-making side, I think, you know, that tends to go in cycles. If you looked three or four years ago, it was all solo females, or you know, yeah. and, and now it just happens to be solo males. You know, I think that from the creative side, that is less of an issue, because... 
music has become so much more accessible. You know, the, for a while, part of the restriction from a female point of view was that music cost a lot of, a lot of money to make, and the people who were con in control of the purse strings tended to be men, yeah. right? But now that music is music making is much more accessible, I don't think that's such an issue. But I do think that the industry definitely needs to diversify at the top end. And uh, so what does the industry look like to you in five years? Actually, in five years, I think it looks pretty healthy. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason is because I have a, a, a very strange theory about it being, being a roughly sort of 20-year cycle for, for innovation to become embedded. And, and I think that we haven't... We're sort of midway through an endgame. If you take sort of 20, roughly 20-year cycle, starting in about 1963 when the cassette was invented, you know, 83 the CD came in, 2003 iTunes came on stream, you know, so 2023 roughly will be the end of the 20-year cycle. Yeah. I think the key thing, the thing that will really be the, the total game-changer is when internet-connected cars become the norm. How so? Well, because the whole streaming... Uh, issue will not necessarily take off or come to maturity until people are streaming music into their vehicles, right? Because then, you know, what people tend, what people will do with streaming will be a lot more creative. There'll be a lot more competition, yeah. right? And rather than just being a very, it's a very linear thing at the moment. You know, subscribe to us and we'll give you all this music for free. Nobody's actually putting any value added into that. So subscribe to us and we will tailor make music for your 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 and your kids car journey or we will take tailor make music because it's the middle of the night and you want some thrash metal to keep you awake or you know or we'll take music because it's a nice sunny day and it's going to you know as soon as it gets to that point then what happens is the value comes back into the music because the trouble with the streaming services is that when you pay you know, one figure for all music it effectively values all music the same. And all music isn't the same. So people aren't actually able to buy into what they like. Right? And that's the missing ingredient. Once people can actually subscribe to exactly what they want, then there'll be a resurgence in music sales and, and the importance of music to people. At the moment, it's just everywhere. It washes over people. Nobody pays attention. You can buy all of it for £10. You know. As soon as people can actually identify with a, a certain type and area of music... It'll become more vital, and, and uh, people think more about it. All right, those are some really great points. Thank you so much for this okay. interview. Thank, and just a quick, how are you enjoying Wide Days so far? It's great. Unfortunately, I was at the Music Week Awards in London last night, so I, I caught an eight o'clock flight this oh. morning. Come up, and I'm going back tonight. So, <laughs> so you haven't enjoyed so the sights. The weather's of been great. Well, I know Edinburgh really quite well by now. But from Dundee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my wife actually lived in Edinburgh when I met her. So. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. All right. Thanks.